1: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local.
2: How are you doing today, my friend? Um, I've had better days. (laughs) I've had better days, but so far, so good. Work's been keeping me grounded, so that's always a good thing. Just dig in, and get some work done, and no matter what, you feel better.
1: And see the positive light of everything. (laughs) There we go. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I was reading about this um, mobile first, and it's pretty fascinating how things change, how little we really know when they announce, quote unquote, announce anything. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. But anyway, why don't you leave with it? You put it in there, so I'll let you go with it.
2: Well, so let's step back a little bit. So September of last year, so over a year ago, I think it was at SMX West or Advanced smx advanced i'm not sure which one google announced that they were thinking about this idea of splitting the indexes between mobile and desktop and they, they were going to start working on it they're going to see what they could do and so it's this whole thing about for the first time google would have two separate indexes right and so time went along and then was it pubcon where they talked about it again
1: i can't I think keep track of the stuff
2: yeah i think it was Pub PubCon recently. Gary was it Gary Isles? I see I don't even know who said it. I think it was Gary said it. Yeah, Gary. They had been working on it for a long time. They decided, you know, it was only months away that they were gonna have this new split in and that the mobile index was going to be the primary index. And everybody was like, oh, what does that mean that mobile is primary? And so there was tons of discussion about this. We even talked it about on the show here, right? And then just recently, Google put out some updates about this, gave us a bunch of information about what this really means and how it's going to work. And one of the things they said in there that it's still going to be a single index, but what they were going to do is they were going to basically index the mobile version of Pages. So it's still one index. We're not going to have a mobile version and a desktop version. There's just going to be no desktop version. We're just going to have a mobile version of the index, which is really, really interesting for lots of reasons. And I've not read more than one rant on Facebook and other places from SEOs about how this is just ridiculous and horrible, and it's going to be the end of the world. Like you just said, Ross, though, we're going to have to wait to really see how this plays out. Yeah,
1: I think that it's interesting that if you have only desktop, you will get ranked in mobile still. So there's a lot of things that haven't changed. It, it seemed like everything was going to change, but that's pretty standard, right? Obviously, yeah. I, I would expect but, it's going to have impacted. if You don't have a, a mobile experience. That said, it, I think it, it's, it's still going to rank. It's not, like you said, not a different index.
2: But think about this. I think it really is going to impact a lot. A lot of people, is if a, if a site is currently using an MDOT or some other domain for their mobile version of their site, and it's different than their standard desktop version, where for since the beginning of the web, that's where people had designed and built. That was their primary focus of their website, was the desktop experience. They've been adding the mobile experience, right, to, to, because it's becoming more and more integrated into to people's lives, and you have to add that. But Google's saying, well, we don't care about your desktop experience we only care about your mobile experience which could be a very different experience depending on how you built out that site very large sites that have done different m dots or different domains are going to have huge issues with this it's going to be scary for them if you're on a responsive design website i think you're, there's not going to be a ton of issues that you'll have to worry about it's one of those things where google's trying to once again impress its will on the internet and say we want you to do this and if you don't you don't have to but we're not going to like it and it'll show in our rankings. The thing
1: is, I mean, it's a very many-folded discussion, really. Like, for example, Christian asked a question. Christian doc I don't know how to say his name anyway. He's, he asked, Gary, does it mean that rankings will be based on the sometimes shorter mobile content? So if you have two different, you've got the, the mobile and you've got the desktop, they might go for the shorter one. And Gary agreed, yes. Now, we should note, first of all, Gary, he's not a Matt cuts. He has not been providing hundred <laughs> percent corroborative detail. Yeah. He's well, been wrong.
2: Well, 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 Matt was never hundred percent right either, but he was, no, he had a higher better, percentage. Way higher. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I don't know how much to put onto this, how much weight to put on it. And also does it mean like, for example, in responsive, you can have responsive show less content. You're just going to have to be very, very careful how much content you take out. Cause if that's what they're basing it on. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting and it's you know I was talking to the guys yesterday about how it very soon even if it's only artificially separate you know a split index they're distinctly the same but they're treating them differently we're still going to have to optimize for two indexes Unless desktop is completely abandoned, which will happen, I guess, in time. But now it's not.
2: Well, here's the big thing, too, right? And Alan Boise, he's the guy that, that he's always at PubCon. He's he's always at the conferences. But he brought up a great point. He showed an example of one of the sites he deals with that had four million bank links to its desktop domain and only less than a million to its m.domain domain. So how is that going to play in, too? If they're going to go based on the MDOT version, is going to be the primary page the, or this version of the site in the index. How is the backlink profiles going to adjust to that as well?
1: Yeah, and, and also someone asked a good question here, too. Can we expect Panda score changes just because it will be computed over the mobile index? And Gary says it, oh, that was a great question. Theoretically, yes, but they don't really know yet.
2: <laughs> uh, the- Theoretically, yes,
1: yes means Gary has no clue. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. he answered. I'll give him that. Yeah. That's <laughs> See true. Matt would have been smart enough not I'd to rather, answer that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would I would rather him answer and say, I really don't know. That's a good question, then that's a good question. Theoretically, I'm gonna take a guess and say yes yeah. without the, the qualifier there. I'm sorry, we're we're learning. We're learning. I, I think these. I think to me yeah. I think to me what this whole thing kinda means is we have to at this point, once this launches and, and once we can start getting a handle on it, we're really going to have to fundamentally look at the basics of SEO and how they're going to change. Because on-page is going to change. What we consider now is the standard practices and on-page is going to change. Same thing with backlink profile analysis. What means what could potentially change. It's one of those things where this industry, this craft is continually evolving, and this is one of the bigger evolutions we're going to see in quite a while.
1: My mind's just reeling. And I keep losing my thought. There's so much to talk about here. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: I think the next one is kind of tied to this as well, actually.
1: Yeah. So, okay, let me get back to my notes here. Yes. Uh, hidden content. You know, you said it will change, but okay. So first of all, this is the deal. Not long ago, uh, well, actually, no, I guess it was to- a couple of years ago now, isn't it? Right. Uh, Google yeah. said that content within tabs um, so accordions, tabbed content, anything that's not visible on page load would have less weight put the on in, it when it's being page calculated
2: at the what? initial page load. It said the initial the page difference? load. So when a page, f- what's the difference? Well, because when the page f- there's a big difference. Because when the page loads, that's fine. You can hit a button and it'll reload and show different content. Right. So without really changing the URL, right? Okay, it doesn't Fair change enough. the URL. Yes. All
1: right. If you've got that crazy kind of site, yes.
2: <laughs> yes. So in this <laughs> case,
1: <laughs> I don't work with that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're right. So in this case, the tabs, accordions, all this content that is there, it's its there—it's—it's—it's actually already on the page. It's been loaded, but is not visible to a user. And Google can tell this through headless browsing. They look at the page physically or like digital, a digital version of what we would see to get a, an idea of what's visible and what's not then they can say, okay, well, that content isn't weighed as heavily and doesn't have as much impact. Well, good old Gary said in the mobile, quote unquote, no, in the mobile first world, content hidden for user experience should have full weight. So he's saying that in mobile, the content hidden in accordions and tabs should still have full weight. Again, should. I don't know Mm -hmm. how much he really has... Like insight into I'm mean, I'm sure he has insight more than most of us. But is he saying this for sure? I I would not put money on that. Um, and, yeah, and there's they, actually great they, comments about that in the comment area too.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of content that's deemed hidden content. It's not just tabs. Infinite <laughs> scroll is a great example. Infinite scroll is the same kind of thing where you use JavaScript or some kind of technology to add content to a page based on user interaction. Is that content considered hidden and does it get full value now? There's lots of questions.
1: There are. So don't assume now that this means that your content on mobile within any of these hidden areas is going to have more impact. This is just an interesting discussion about how it could change. And then, with luck, they'll finally realize that this is something that should be applied to desktop again. I really believe that content within tabs and such have a great benefit and should be weighed. That's my thought.
2: Some of it. Some of it not. It just depends, again, how you use it, which could be said for Pretty much any content. I made. I actually made a po- post on Facebook about this whole situation with the mobile desktop dilemma we're sitting in right now. If this goes the way that Google and Gary say it's going to go, where everything is going to be based on the mobile version of your website, desktop will be an afterthought. It's to me. I, I made the comparison that it's like the Google Bing situation. right? Most every SEO I know optimizes for Google and just makes the assumption that you know that'll fall into line with Bing because. Bing is, you know, we do it right for one, it'll work for the other, unless there's some very specific circumstance tied to their their site and Bing, right? The same thing It will probably end up happening with desktop versus mobile eventually, not anytime soon, I don't think, but eventually from a web design standpoint, from an optimization standpoint, from all of those standpoints, it's gonna be focus on mobile and then just assume it's going to happen, whatever happens on the desktop happens, just like we do with Bing. My gut tells me if what they're saying now is accurate, it's going to go that way. All you have to worry about is Google and mobile, and everything else just kind of comes along with it, with the ride.
1: Yeah, and I think there's going to be an uptick in some of these pretty phenomenal themes to being used for WordPress. These uh, WYSIWYG themes like Divi and Headway, these ones that allow you to, and they're so well built, oh my God, where you can just click on a desktop version or you can click on a mobile version and then you see the difference and you can edit what's going to show when and when shouldn't show and what size of screen whether it should show on tablet (laughs) it's pretty amazing (laughs) how
2: much you can do so have you used divi so i've played i love divi Divi. i like divi too the only problem i have with divi and i'm not sure yet because i've never really launched a site with it i've just been playing with it so maybe you can answer this for me it adds a ton of extra code to your pages i mean i I can't say the word I want to, use a, a ship a load, <laughs> <laughs> yes. extra yes. code to your pages. Are you seeing any negative effect from that?
1: I haven't. I haven't paid a lot of attention to it, quite honestly. I've been more focused on the content. But no, I've, yeah. I still get sites ranking well with it. So yeah, I
2: like Divi. It's good. And there's, there's a great Divi, closed what, Divi Facebook group. This is awesome, too.
1: Yeah, the Divi 3.0 is a major update. And anyone who wants to know what this is, you can go to Elegant. Themes.com, that's the company that makes it. And I've got a lifetime membership there and it's so wa- worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, there's intricacies to it, of course, and it'll take a little bit of a learning curve, but not too much. Only when you want to yeah. dig into some of the, the details and the meat of it. But one thing that had uh, just drove me crazy in Divi 2 and 1 was it would la- add lots of gaps between rows. Well, now with the Divi, you could edit that, but it was much more complicated and frustrating. Now they've got a visual builder where you can see it truly live and with that you can actually drag and remove some of these spaces and oh man i love that (laughs) it's made things so much easier that's cool
2: yeah yeah. i haven't played with three
1: yet yeah it's it's a massive leap ahead it's brilliant well worth it okay well let's take a quick break and we come back we've got a ton here to share so uh we better get moving we'll be right back seo
0: 101 will be back right after recess with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at Development.com. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step4th Web Marketing, Inc. All right. So, you put this one something about the you. Google Possum update. Yeah, I've, I haven't yeah. seen this. Sorry, I was dying to read it, but I didn't get a chance. So tell me, tell me, tell me.
2: So, just just a refresher. Google Possum was an update that came out, what was it, a couple months ago? I think
1: yeah. it was a couple it's months September ago. September
2: 1st. September 1st. Yeah, yeah, it really had a major impact on local search. Really um, was tied, primarily tied to the idea that there's duplication in locations and they basically are applying a duplicate duplicate filter to locations in local search. So right. let's say you had a doctor's office with three different doctors in there that had different phone numbers, different NAPs, but they're on the same building, um, all, all practicing the same type of medicine. A lot of doctors would start to get all three of their doctors listed on the, the search results for that type of medicine. Well since it, since they have basically the same NAP, Google is trying hard to give more variety of those search results, even at the local level. So. They may be filtering out two out of the three doctors, depending right. on the search. Actually, category, I have read right?
1: this. Yes, this was on the third.
2: Right. Makes a lot of sense when you think about it from that perspective. A lot of clients are like, but all my doctors deserve to rank. Those kind of things. So they had those conversations. But a recent study, who did the study? I'm not even sure who did this study. Just yet. Oh, have to open it up. It's, but uh, the- Joy Hawkins. Yeah. Okay. But they they looked at a bunch of different search results and said, okay, we'll we'll look at how many are proving their visibility, how many have lost visibility, looked at all these different variations. But basically, they came down to the consensus that 64% of local search engine results changed. Because of the Possum update, more significantly, more than half of all local search, compared in their study anyway, changed because of this update, which is huge. I mean, I remember when when Penguin first came out and Panda first came out, we were just freaking out because Panda changed like fourteen percent of all search results, <laughs> and, and Penguin changed sixteen percent. This is sixty-four percent of all local search results were changed because of Possum, which is blows my mind. Yeah, that's, it's true.
1: Yeah, I admit it didn't really sink in like that, but you're right. It's, that's pretty phenomenal. And I think that's just because, when I said last go, I'm being pretty thrilled with it. <laughs> it's been nothing but good news for me. Yeah. Um, but literally just night and day quality and results. I mean, thank God I was starting to remember, wonder what I was doing wrong. And all of a sudden, bang, everything, the ship was righted. So yeah. way I purely white hat, I guess we're, we've been doing it right. It just, it wasn't having the right effect. And now it is. So I'm hoping yep. that's the case. I you know, we used to get worried when we make big changes like that, it's good until they decide to do another one.
2: <laughs> and then, then you're like, oh god. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, now we're only gonna do mobile local. And geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only anyway. food trucks. Your your location has to be mobile. So food trucks are gonna be get a bonus and <laughs> yeah
1: anyway. i'm still having a, a real difficult time with one of my clients that and, and they do keep me up a bit at night because it's very difficult in the hotel industry but yeah you know i find in this industry there's always one or two clients that are just always bugging you at the back of your mind constantly
2: oh yeah uh, i've also heard some really good stories of excellent changes in results for service area businesses tied to possum and it made those types of business results much more accurate and much easier for a you know a service area business to actually show up for the areas they perform services in so that Mm -hmm. that to me is a really good good change as well
1: I think the best part of Possum was the not removal of the limitation. The, I guess the weakening of the limitation of city boundaries, or just plain regional boundaries. It used to be that if you were two, practically two feet over the boundary, you couldn't show up in that other area. Well, that doesn't happen now, and that's been, yeah. that's been a major
2: thing for me. Well, it doesn't happen based on the competition, right? So you got to be, you got to qualify that. You're a business next to a city, and that city doesn't have a business type that is the same as your business type, it's going to be much easier for you to rank in that city. But if you're outside of that city, and that city has 10 of the same business type that you are...
0: If you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. And our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkins treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Pick your pumpkin at duncan like our new pumpkin cream cold brew pumpkin spice signature latte and our perfectly pumpkin treats America runs on duncan price and participation may vary limited time offer exclusions apply
2: it's still going to be very hard for you to rank in that city. but at
1: least you can you have the option Maybe. before I didn't have any chance at all. Like it just would not allow me because I was not technically that's, in that area. That's true. So but that's again, been a major. Don't, up-
2: I don't want people to think that means, oh, cool. Now I can rank in that city. <laughs> it's really going to no. be based, based you're on still the competition work at level. It. Yeah. The business category competition level in that city is really critical to that.
1: Yeah. Which is of course what I'm dealing with with a hotel. I mean, hotels, Jesus, unless you're in, the, oh, in yeah. the heart of the city and you've got a lot of everything going right, it's going to be difficult. So they've got everything going right. but They're not near the heart of the city and that's Whoa. <laughs> a tough nut to crack but uh they did see a spike yep. and then it's sort of flatlined after possum i was excited for a bit there but we'll see we're we're working on it
2: hey, as long as they saw a spike and it didn't drop back down if they just flatlined at the top of the spike that's good news right i yeah, know they dropped back down a bit not all the way so uh
1: you mentioned and this uh <laughs> did this actually come up again i didn't see it google's 200 ranking well, factors
2: well, yeah, so there was a thread in Barry talked about in one of the forums, and they were talking about the 200 ranking factors, not about what they were rank for them or modifying. Them. They were really, it was an interesting conversation about, is that really the right number? Because mm-hmm. they've been using that same number, 200 <laughs> factors for nine years. Do you really think they still only have 200? And I honestly, just if you think about, you know, okay, what's logical, you'd have to say, no way. They have only 200 now. It's got to be closer to four or 500 ranking factors after nine years, right? I, think I agree. Still that, just I, I think I do remember.
1: I did read more than I thought this week. I haven't read this, but, or at least something along those lines. I think there was a lot of good points about this that there's there's many thousands of them. There might just be 200 still that are, are really worthy of a lot of consideration. I mean, there's only so many we can consider anyway. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. Back when they used to give us updates and they'd say we last year we changed the algorithm five hundred and twenty-six times, right? They were talking about things like we updated the Japanese language translation factor, right? It's like things like that that make no difference whatsoever to what we do in most cases. Those are considered these I don't know if they could be considered ranking factors, but those are the things they said they updated in the algorithms, right? So it depends on how you define what we're talking about here.
1: Well, remember their their line has always been and this is quote unquote. Over 200 signals. That could be 10,000 signals.
2: <laughs> They've very, never said 200. Very good they said point.
1: over 200. <laughs> so,
2: very good point.
1: That's very Google. That could be I 10 million. It. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, every, the, wait, what if every web page has its own individual unique ranking factor?
1: That'd be like 46 oh, billion,
2: billion ranking factors.
1: With RankBrain brain and all this artificial intelligence work they're doing. That is entirely conceivable in the future. Just mind boggling. Blah, blah, not Can't can't even fathom. Imagine if they'd worked in author
2: rank and everything more. Whoa. (laughs) I wonder wonder if SEO Champion has kept up with all the ranking factors. He used to know them all.
1: (laughs) Oh, you've got to tell people now
2: who's the SEO Champion. (laughs) What year was that? It was like 2007, 2008, that it was search engine strategy still, wasn't it? Oh, my God. So got his website
1: up. Does he really? Oh man! As the site?
2: there was a was asked the es- experts panel at the end of the conference, and it was it was all the heavy hitters that you're used to seeing at these. Matt Matt Cuts was even on the panel at the time before he had his own private panels. They did with him, but he was in, he was involved, and this one guy got up, and he called himself SEO champion. And he basically told the panel that he knows every single factor, every single algorithm factor. And he knows all of them. And he's the only person who knows all of them. And he said this basically to Matt cuts. <laughs> oh, by the way, that panel was one of the few they've had where they allowed people to drink beer. They were serving beer at the panel. So you can imagine it was kind of crazy. He was caught standing at the bottom of an elevator passing out flyers about himself to all these other seos it was just a crazy 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 experience and he made one of the biggest splashes at a conference i think i've ever seen by an individual and not in a good way (laughs) no no
1: pretty much the laughing stock uh yeah has been for years Uh, i'm still impressed he's around hmm?
2: and you you can tell because we brought him up again today (laughs)
1: yeah yeah it's it's enjoyable at times I mean, really, I don't like to make fun of anyone, but it's very difficult not to with a guy
2: like that who... Well, uh, yeah. Sometimes people invite it. I just thought it was interesting just, just to think about the idea of, you know, we, we talk about all the different things we have to look at as SEOs, we have to make sure we understand X, Y, and Z. There are so I mean, there are probably so many things that we never even think about that are part of these ranking factors because there's no way they're still just 200 plus. There's going to be – they could easily probably bump it up to 2,000 plus, like you said, Ross, and and, and keep us – just what would happen if they did that? Could you imagine what the industry would go crazy if, like, next week they came out and said just casually without even making a deal of it instead of saying 200, said 2,000 plus ranking factors? This industry would implode. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, the smart people would just go whatever i'm still ranking i know what i'm doing the other ones would go oh my god yes. and yeah,
2: they'd lose their minds but, and, and
1: they're kind I, of enjoyable think, to watch.
2: yeah the reason it would implode is because we have the same kind of media thing going on just in our industry that's happening uh, across the world really media is starving for attention there's so much of it out there that, that the media is creating so much content about anything they can get their hands on that makes sense and if something like that happened we would see a a blog post article explosion in this industry around that and it would (laughs) drive me crazy yes yes
1: oh and i love this Uh, seo champions offering one of his package has you will get 150 directory submissions done daily (laughs) (laughs) oh dear he he submits the same directory 150 times each day (laughs) Oh, oh my god There's one here that actually has 250
2: directory submissions, a
1: page rank three and above done daily.
2: And now let's, let's let's stop picking on him because we could get Brasco and team in trouble at some point. I guess so. (laughs) Anyway. But, hey, so so on another note, on a, on a totally different topic, if you come across an SEO provider that's offering uh, something like 150 or 250 directories a day, please, please steer clear of them.
1: Anything daily that is building links of any kind. Oh, anyway, I guess that's not true.
2: you got to be very careful. There's no question around it. No well, question about it. The directories are pretty – directories are very suspect anyway, right? Yes. I mean, d- directories are – But usually very low quality pages on those sites uh, because most of them are 80% empty of those categories. Unless they are very specifically human moderated directories where you have to make a submission and someone reviews it and then only after review does it get put into the directory. Those are the only ones that are even worth submitting to. Anything that doesn't have that kind of process, ignore completely because Google does, right? And it's a waste of your time.
1: And this might be hard to believe, but we we've we've gone. Uh, we're trying to stick to some time limits here now, and we're we're over 30 minutes already. So maybe what we should do now, um, and that's just of our talking. So let's do this last one on the SEO agency because I think it's a good way to tie up what we were just talking about, um, and mm-hmm. a good example of what you should not do. So, an SEO agency in Turkey called SEO Hakasi. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but anyways. That's uh, has better than I would have done. <laughs> got, They have confirmed that they have a Google penalty. They're saying it's a duplicate content penalty, which makes no sense based on what, uh, and I think she correctly outlined this, uh, Jennifer Slegg wrote on the SEM post. In any case, what she believes, and, and I think, again, this makes a lot of sense, is that it's because of the theme. They were giving out a WordPress theme, and they claimed that it was... Ultra optimized, and this thing would deliver great results. and people were getting it everywhere. It was like it was highly disseminated. And within it, it of course, had the the classic footer links back to SEO Hokasi. but they also mm-hmm. had, and this is where it gets me, oh dear, they had hidden links within the content, displayed none links back to SEO Hokasi. All these were follow links, and that had to add up. I think she said, Of the seven, yeah, I think it was seven million links, seven million backlinks this company has, four million of them were all from these WordPress sites. Let me just double check those numbers. Uh, It was pretty boggling. Wow. It's a fantastic article. She's done a great job. It's really long, but it gives a a great deal of detail into this. And it it really highlights the issue. Free comes with strings, mostly.
2: So be very careful. (laughs) This show does not come with strings. I'm just telling you. The only string is you have to put up with Ross and I. Yes,
1: that is a strength. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Yeah, okay. Three million backlinks out of the seven million for the site come from their template. So, you know, that's a significant chunk. And they're all saying, all linking using the, the, the phrase SEO Akasi, which is, you know, one of the main things they dropped for. They, they saw 60 plus ranking drops, you know, drops of 60 positions.
2: Well, honestly, though, I think their duplicate content excuse is kind of valid. If you create the same link over and over and over and over again, oh. technically that's <laughs> duplicate content.
1: Yeah, except they're saying it within their own site. They're talking about some other oh. thing that doesn't make any sense. Uh, it certainly wouldn't earn them this kind of penalty. They made a mistake, they said, within their site and how they were uh, – yeah. I'm trying to find the actual thing. but it's just a-
2: well, well, you know what this is. This is a very interesting um, example of how even with Penguin – discounting bad links. So they easily could have just went in and said, hey, all these hidden display none links that are on all these templates, we're just going to discount them. They're bad links, they're not good, we're just going to discount them. Which they, I'm sure they have done, but at the same time, they did give this this company a manual penalty because of these links. So it's not necessarily a penguin kind of situation where you're someone did this to you and or it's an intentional bad link building practice that instead of getting discounted, since it was so egregious, they actually applied the penalty even after this Penguin 4 change, which is right. interesting.
1: You know what? I, I, to, to to do this show right, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back, and we're going to do one of the Mueller files. We'll be right
0: <laughs> back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612 877 3840. And get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com.
1: Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste
0: of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on
1: average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com.
0: Jamming and spamming. Cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. Alright. This is another beauty you put in here, so you run with it. As
2: long First as we're all, talking about pen- The Mueller pen-
1: Files
2: <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs> I had to do it. Go on.
2: <laughs> uh, so as long as we're talking, we were talking about penalties before the break. Um, Google is actually uh, we haven't talked about this one in a while, but as a good SEO, should, should still be aware and working to prevent this from happening. But there is a very specific Google page layout algorithm, and there's a penalty that goes with it if there's too many ads above the fold. Old, we've all heard about that. Well, there's a very specific algorithm that handles that piece of it. John was asked a question on one of his hangouts about how do you get recover from that? Let's say you get that penalty, you have way too many ads above the fold. They give you, they apply this penalty to your site. If you fix it, do you have to do manual manual reconsideration requests? Um, but uh, but it's very interesting. John said, no, this is a penalty that's updated automatically. So when you fix it, when your site gets crawled again, according to John, the penalty. And you see that this is no longer a problem, you fix the issue, penalty is automatically removed, which is interesting. To me, it's like, okay, this is not a manual penalty. It's an automated algorithmic penalty, which mm. we don't hear many of, do we? Most no. of the most penalties are manual. There's not many um, algorithmic, quote unquote, penalties. That's a good, it'd be interesting to figure out if there are any others. Oh, how many things I'd love to know if I could just. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'd almost say maybe it's not a penalty, maybe it is a filter. Right? Maybe they they find too many ads. They filter it out. When they get rid of the ads, the filter is lifted. I'd almost certainly don't like that.
1: I certainly don't like the use of the word penalty in this case. I just like I like to stick to penalties as being manual, only. I I agree. It's it's just simplifies things. Of course, they don't want to make anything simple, but I think that that uh, would make more sense. So let's call this a filter. I think that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. So good point. Yeah. All right. Well, I, you know, we had to get in a Mueller file. I mean, come on, but what's a show without Mueller?
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do one? You want, you want to do one question? I know we're over time, but uh, we've gone way over time before.
1: All right. One
2: question. I just, I, I've got a car that I to one? move
1: soon. <laughs> all right. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, here's one from Carl Bush. He says, I have two different businesses that share the same physical address. Each business has a different name and website and different content. I've been told, and even looking up my main business in Moz Local, says there is conflict. Does having two businesses with the same physical address hurt local SEO? Is there something I should be doing differently? Good question. So as I understood (laughs) it when I looked at this, um, and I didn't dig in, have time to dig in, but I understand by looking at the comments that the two businesses weren't that different. They were from the same area of business. Now, again, I don't think that matters, but it's something to note. I believe that as long as you have the phone number differently, you have a different phone number, you don't have see, anything that was, else that's shared, that was,
2: you should be good. See, see, that was my question. He listed all these things he has, has different, but he did not include his phone number as being different. So that oh. would be my first question. Do you have unique phone numbers?
1: Right. And I right. find
2: uh, in my daily local
1: SEO tasks i've constantly presented with companies that have multiple listings and some of them are double like each of them are verified and boggles my mind that it was able to done even done but you can call google and have those consolidated so i would suggest that either get separate phone numbers or consolidate because you're just going to get yourself in trouble
2: yeah well th- think about it from this perspective too nap plus w right so nap stands for name address phone number right you can have businesses with the same name there's a million mcdonald's on the planet right you can Have businesses with the same or similar addresses. We talked about it earlier to show a doctor's office with multiple physicians. They're each basically their own separate business with their own separate NAP. But the phone number is always going to be unique. And that's going to be the primary identifier within any NAP is the phone number. If that is not unique, you're pretty much not going to perform well. The other thing about this one is they may depending on when he started seeing these issues, they may be caught up in the possum update that we talked about earlier if those businesses are similar enough.
1: Yeah, he was saying that there, there's a problem showing in, in Moz Local. So I'm not sure if there's a problem there, then possum's not likely the issue, but you're right. I mean, it could be. But the thing with possum is when you focus in, just use your mouse even, just get closer. All those other ones, all those other listings do show up. So if he's not showing up there. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Carl, if you want to reply to us, well, maybe we can reply again <coughs> and talk about this again in the next show. It's it's interesting. I think it's a question a lot of people have. It's going to be coming up more and more, especially with the way Possums configured. Don't really know because I, I, as I understand it from Joy Hawkins, and I'm not going to quote this perfectly, what she'd mentioned. But I believe these results get rotated. It's on the fly algorithm. It seems for mobile. So you may what you see one time a day you'll see differently in another time of day. The same search from the same place. It's been Mm -hmm. mind-boggling. And that's part of the beauty of Google's new algorithms. They are truly active. I mean, there's nothing static about them. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. Well, with that said, we did a heck of a show, I think. I hope everyone enjoyed it. So on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. have any questions you'd like to share with us please feel free to post them on our google plus community page easily found by searching seo 101 on google have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which are at 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern every thursday on cranberry.fm thanks for listening
2: everybody
0: The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Savevesting, and it's only available in our new app stairs stairs offers four to six percent returns no fees and you can withdraw anytime do your future a favor visit stairsapp.com today